How are you doing? Before we get into this podcast, do me a quick favor. If you could follow this podcast or share this with a friend, I'd greatly appreciate it. This podcast is about real world stuff with real world results. Each podcast, we will talk over a different topic, thought or belief that could be the solution to the struggles that we face. Let's introduce this episode. Welcome to the Impact Evolution Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to help support, guide, and motivate you through the twists and turns of life to help you produce more from your health and your future. I'm your host, Coach Andy James, and in episode 101, we're going to be talking about three top tips to improve your productivity. Now, I'm just going to I'm just going to state for the record, I am going to get this twisted around my tongue today. Um, so I'm just pre-warning you now. There's probably going to be something that comes out of my mouth that doesn't read three top tips. <laughs> so the first one, this is something actually, let's let's lay some groundwork first. This is something that I've struggled with personally for a very long time. Uh, I think we can all say at some point we've had the argument with ourselves around not having enough time in the day, not having enough energy. How do we balance all of these things that life keeps throwing at us? And I know this is something that holds a lot of people back from either taking steps forwards or just understanding how to get more from the time that they've currently got. I've struggled with this. I know you've struggled with this. Most people that surround you have struggled with this at some point because life can get extremely busy, very complex with us spinning so many plates day in, day out. And the reality is, is that we can try so many different ways and different methods of being productive that it can get frustrating trying to find the best way to be productive. This is something that's really helped me get, it's more so about being clear on being productive rather than actually trying to be productive in itself. Production is just time management. So it's just understanding the time length it takes to complete a task and therefore where you placed said task in your day-to-day schedule to get it complete with the time allotted to this. That's pretty straightforward. The hard part is actually finding an honest approach for ourselves to juggle that time that's needed to say that we're not going to fill that time slot with other things. And this is something that I did for years. I cannot tell you how many times I would get frustrated with myself for not being as productive And in reality, it was actually boiling down to the fact that I wasn't being more self-managed with my approach to what this looked like. And I've tried everything. I've tried different productivity techniques. Um, One of the ones that was pretty successful, but the intermittency of it, so like kind of stop, starting, stop, start, stopping, told you I'd do it, was the Pomodoro technique. Uh, If you don't know of this one, it's like a 25-minute 20 to 25 minute of focus work time and then a five minute break where it's literally, you can get up, pick up your phone, social media, grab a drink, something along the lines that's completely off what you're currently doing. And then you re-enter a focused phase for 20 to 25 minutes again and do nothing but that task. You do four rounds of these and inevitably you're then supposed to move to the next task because that's about the maximum amount of time that we can stay focused on something. Now, this isn't one of the things that I'm going to recommend to you. But the Pomodoro technique is something that I have used, and it does work well on short-term tasks. Long-term, it's a little bit more complicated, Um, but short-term tasks definitely works. But this is not one that I'm going to recommend. What I'm actually going to tell you to think about are three other areas of consideration. First one is your morning routine. Oh, and they don't. It's your morning routine. Yes, I know it's the morning routine, but this is so important. Now, more so your morning and your evening routine, but morning routine in itself. Now, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of people who do the whole 
getting into a peak state before the sun rises um, because naturally your body's circadian rhythm isn't designed to get into a peak state before the natural body clock is doing what it's supposed to be doing. You're inevitably, inevitably trying to re-alter like DNA and it's just we're just not set up that way to do so. And I've done this and so I can actually vouch for this. I can You can do it for so long, but it, it does lead to burnout. Trust me, it leads to burnout. You end up cutting time out of the morning because you want you end up having to have less sleep. You're just you've, you're doing all this work to try and get into a peak state, and it doesn't get you into a peak state. So a morning routine has to be something that is suiting to you. Now, there's a few factors that I would like you to consider with a morning routine that's going to help you move forwards. One of them is a little bit of movement, and I'm not saying that you've got to go for a run, but I'm just saying that, and I just mean a little bit of movement. It's just literally something like a quick five-minute stretch just to kind of like wake the body up a little bit. Maybe a, a brisk walk could do you some good, you know, first thing in the morning. Bit of fresh air, bit of clarity, you know, it's quiet, walk around. It's perfectly fine to be able to say that you, you're getting some exercise first thing in the morning. It can actually contribute towards your steps. That's never a bad thing, is it? But just get a little bit of movement in first thing in the morning. Um, that's kind of like one of the first primaries that you need to really consider. The next one is making sure that you're established for the day. Now, when I say this, I don't mean like a like a daily routine or I don't mean sort of writing out your to-do list for the day. What I mean is, have you got your gym bag ready? Have you got your work schedule set to one side? Have you taken any supplements that you're taking today? Have you had your morning hot drink? Just all of these things that kind of get you established first in the morning, making you feel like you're a complete person that's not missing anything to be able to move forwards. So that's part of your morning routine too. And then last one is an overview of your day. So there's only really three key areas that your morning routine needs to address. One is you being ready for the day. The next one then is just a little bit of movement that's going to wake the body up. And the last one being making sure you've had an overview of your day. Now, to do these three things, it's very simple. You don't want to give your brain too much th- too much to do and too much to think about first thing in the morning when it's trying to establish just some kind of like normality from waking up. Um, I've done morning routines that had me up at 4.30 in the morning. Yes, I know it sounds ridiculous. And I was in a morning routine for like an hour and a half to two hours. By the time I was done, I still wasn't in a peak state because I was fuming that I'd been doing all this stuff for two hours that's supposed to have me in a peak state and I wasn't. So I kind of understood that what it was supposed to do for me um, doesn't mean that I had to do all of the individual steps along the way that would have been recommended. So it's finding the things that work best for you. And I always find that those three things work very well for setting up a structured morning routine that just has you feeling like a whole person when you walk out that door. The second one then is your evening routine. A little bit like the morning routine. Um, It was kind of inevitable that it was going to come because I've already mentioned it. But your evening routine is as important. Now, this is kind of the complete opposite. This is a winding down phase. Now, your evening routine isn't kind of like 6 p.m. through to 11 p.m. when you go to bed. It's more about that last hour before you're going to bed. So there's a few things that you need to consider. And I'm going to sound like the boring person that says to put down the phone because, yes, like triggering your brain to continuously keep thinking, you know, getting that dopamine kick from flicking through social media and scrolling through feeds, that's keeping you awake at night. It's also screwing up your body clock. So your circadian rhythm is trying to tell you that you need to rest, but just because you can't put your phone down, you're triggering your brain to stay alert and responsive. So because you feel that FOMO, you're missing out on something, you feel like you need to sort of be in touch with things. 
put the phone down. The second thing we're going to tell you to do actually with the phone is set an alarm on your phone for the morning, but put your phone across the room. So charge it somewhere else in the room. If you're finding that being on your phone is difficult throughout the evening and you do check your phone, even subconsciously, you don't realize that you're doing this, your phone needs to be away from your bedside. So make sure that that's a thing. Blue light before bed. Now, there's a lot of research into blue light before bed um, and sort of how it triggers the brain to stay quite highly active. You can wear blue light blockers. Um, you can put your phone into like the night mode so that obviously you get that kind of like yellowy haze over the screen where it removes a lot of the blue light coming from your phone. That will help. But the best thing you can do is read, um, as boring as it sounds. And this isn't actually something that I do. And I'll be honest, um, what I generally tend to do is my days are pretty full on. So I have a job keeping my eyes open past about 8.30 anyway. Um, so I don't have an issue falling asleep or sleeping in itself. But reading is a, is a great way to unwind with regards to de-stressing towards the end of the day. Um, so like I say, a few things. Move the phone away from the bed. Make sure you're not on the phone for too long before you go to bed. Reduce blue light. One thing you need to do in the bedroom is make sure you've actually got a, a, a room that's pretty dark, close to pitch black. So make sure that you've got good curtains or good blinds that's blocking out as much light as possible. The reason for this is because even though when we are asleep, we are still picking up light signals through our eyelids. So we can kind of judge where the light is and where it's coming from. And this is what starts to wake the body in certain phases. So if you've got quite a, a brightly lit bedroom from maybe a street light outside or something like that, this could be disturbing your sleep as well. So just be on point with your evening routine. Make sure, you, again, supplements are in place. You've had an hour before bed where you've had kind of like a wind down time. Phones are from either not by the side of the bed and it's across the room or it's far enough from your bed that you have to kind of like get up to switch the alarm off. And then make sure that you're, when you're going to sleep, that the room is as dark as can be so that the body gets into a full resting state as soon as possible. Now, the last one is your weekly overview. Now, this is something that I do with all of my clients on a Sunday, it's something that I encourage them to do to get, I literally try to program this into every client that I have from day one, the first Sunday that they get to work. I actually have them establish this um, the day before they start their program on week one. And the reason why is because this is probably one of the key things that's allowed me to be so strict, but also so on point with time through the week. And it's just having a weekly overview that you can manipulate. So I, I used to find writing down pen and paper was really, really hard to try and maneuver anything that came up that would get in the way of managing time. So it's, it's, if you're writing a diary out, you don't want to be shuffling things around all the time because you're physically writing it out, taking up page space and take just general energy and trying to figure it out. So I started using Google Calendar um, and it was a really good way for me to be able to overview how, how my time was being spent through the week. And by having this weekly overview, it allowed me to be very precise on what I could actually schedule in that wasn't already on the calendar and how much time I physically have through the week. It wasn't until I started doing this that everything came together because I wasn't overbooking time or I wasn't procrastinating as much. We all still procrastinate a little bit, but I wasn't procrastinating as much around what needed to get done. Now, by doing so, it allowed me to be more productive. Yes, the week still gets moved around. Yes, tasks get moved around within that week. But just that's simply because I know now where I've got time through the week to be able to move something to another day. Previously, if I was doing this from pen and paper, I'd write it down. It wouldn't happen that day. And then I'll just say, oh, well, I'll pick that up on Thursday. Get to Thursday. Thursday's already a stacked day. Well, lo and behold, that task doesn't get done again. So 
that we kind of don't have an overview because we don't see things visibly in front of us laid out with minutes and hours that we've got or you know time slots that we've got within the day where we can manipulate and maneuver that calendar, move that schedule around a little bit. So having a weekly overview is something that is massively going to improve how you spend time and the productivity of this. Now, there's a few things that I would recommend that you do put on this weekly overview. Is if you're going to use a good, things like Google Calendar or a calendar, make sure you um, list your workout times. Make sure you list a morning and evening routine on there because you want to be able to make sure that you've got time set aside for these. You can go as far as listing meal times, working blocks. Now, if you're going to list work, what I would recommend is that you split it up into two blocks, a morning block and an afternoon block. Uh, that way you can split them up. You can maneuver them around a little bit, but it doesn't drastically affect how you then schedule in the calendar because if you need to move anything around, you don't have to move an entire eight-hour, nine-hour, 10-hour block. Um, you can break this up into several categories of work hours through the day and then have those be moved around as well. So that might help. So your morning routine, your evening routine, your gym sessions, possibly your meals, your working block, and then any personal commitments that you've got. So if you are going to go out with friends one week or if you've got a family event that's coming up or you've got, you're going out of town to see friends, make sure you schedule these things in. Only reason being is because you can hold yourself accountable to the time that you've physically got rather than just hopefully winging it, feeling stress, building frustration because we don't actually know what we've got going on at the weekend and we've just committed to something uh, that we intentionally we could have been using that time for something that we really need to get done, maybe around the house or just for ourselves to keep moving forward. So morning routine, evening routine, and a weekly overview. They're your three top tips for improving your productivity. I can guarantee you now, none of these individually will actually have you improve productivity in itself because productivity, like I said, is just a case of time management. It's how it's how much can we get done against versus the how long does this task take me? If you can manage and visibly see how much time it's physically taking you, you can manage the schedule and your productivity 10 times better by having a morning and evening and a weekly overview with the time that you've got throughout the week. It's not actually anything to do with the productivity side of things. So that's just a top tip that I can give you with to help you move forward um, and improve on your productivity and how you're self-managing time and energy moving forward. I hope this one's helped. Thank you for being here as always. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next podcast. Take care. If you're still here at this point, thank you. I appreciate your support and I hope you got some value from this podcast. If you did, we grow by word of mouth. So sharing this podcast with a friend or to your social media profile would be a huge honor. Thanks again. Hope to catch you in the next one. Take care.